0: Welcome to the Awake to Joy podcast. The advice and strategies contained here may not be suitable for your situation and you should consult a professional where appropriate. Let's listen to today's program. Hey Renee. Hi Annette. So I want to start us off today with the verse of jeremiah 29 11 where it it. talks about for i know the plans i have for you so in other words there's plans for annette and renee there's god's got plans for us declares the lord Mm -hmm. and it goes on to talk about to prosper us to give us a future and a hope and not to harm us not to harm us doggone it renee when i was going through my little kid years, all the way to my teen years and early 20s, that didn't look like it was an option for me. Yeah. My hope yeah. was I was always in survival mode, yes. protection mode type situation. And though I read those words, people had those words and were saying them all the time. I just didn't see how they could relate to me because how could there be a future for me? yeah when I was a little girl I remember being in elementary school and they said what do you want to be when you grow up or whatever it is and I said I want to live on a farm <laughs> and I want to have chickens and I want to have a cow and I want to live in a white house with the yellow curtains oh. you don't know, I know <laughs> the details of what I wanted to have type thing and the teacher read this you know, you wrote on those tablets that had the really fat lines. Yeah. I wrote very simply those lines, those sentences, and he picked it up and read it and said, that will never happen for you. Oh, and and he said, you're never going to, you live in the city and this will never happen for you. You're a Mexican. And I'm thinking, you will work somebody's farm, but you will never own and have your own chickens and the other. Wow. And I took his word for it because that's just how it was back then. Mm. And I was like, okay, what else could I want that still have? But with the abuse that went on and went on, I just, my self-worth was, I really just don't deserve anything. And I Mm-hmm. I'm not as good as everybody else. And God loves them more than he loves me. All these lies that were going through my head. By the time I was a teenager, all I wanted was out. I wanted out of living in California. I wanted away from my family.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just wanted away from everybody because I felt like if I was away from friends and family. I could start all over and make sure there was no hurt in my life. Yes, right. I was control freak at That's that point. Saying, but... <laughs> I was going to control it. <laughs> <laughs> and my path out of there was going to New York because I was taking so many dance classes and such. I knew I couldn't be in a lot of productions because of my height, I'm not super tall. Mm-hmm. But I knew I could teach choreography and I knew I could do different things in the dance world. So that was a possibility for me. And that was going to be my ticket out. Of Mm -hmm. course, that's not the future that God had for me at the time. It was completely different. But in my mind, it's what I saw I could do. Mm -hmm. In my mind, even those who had been compromised by sexual abuse, when they got on stage, nobody saw it. Because Mm -hmm. that was proven to me from my elementary all the way to my high school years anytime I got on stage I could be this dancer and nobody was looking at me like this trashed rag they clapped I got approval and I figured if I went to New York I could get the same thing yeah
1: and, and that's where I it. saw
0: that future sounded how good <laughs>
1: how about yourself you're good I didn't have any dreams that I remember as a kid. I honestly thought it was kind of opposite of you. <laughs> I, I guess I'll be honest. It was the trajectory of my life as a person being abused. I thought that I would always be used the rest of my life. I thought, well, if I got out of my home, next person's gonna own me, and I'm still gonna get keep being abused. I used to say, I'm going to end up being a prostitute, not because I wanted to get busy with people, not because I wanted to be, you know, (laughs) having intercourse with other folks. It was because I was going to be controlled and told, do this, be there, do this, blah, 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 that the rest of my life, that's what it was going to be like, always under somebody else's control. How sad. So that was my reality, you know, I didn't see a way out. (laughs) So even growing up, it was hard, hard to dream.
0: What about when you were a tiny girl, small girl, playing house, that type of thing? Like, remember I was saying when I was small, I thought I had like a farm because I remember the little peoples and the little farm set. <laughs> the little fat,
1: yeah, the fat. Yeah, the
0: little chubby, yeah. little fat peoples. And I would have the little farm set. And so I think that's where it put in my mind. I want to be a farmer type thing and have a cow and not realizing the whole enormity of it all. It was a little kid's thought. Did, Wait, you, for me, have, did you have thoughts like that or what did you? Oh, yeah. That, yeah, it was, we would go
1: out into the woods and my little escape would be, I would You just, had woods, I had city. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we lived out in the country. You were a city girl. I was a country girl at the time. And yeah, my escape was going outside. And I just created this little path and there was um, all these weeds, violets, different kinds of weeds. And I dig them up and I transplant them and called it my garden, you know? (laughs) So my dream was to have a little garden, maybe when I got older one day and have a doorbell, you know, have have a house house with a doorbell. Yeah. I thought it was a big deal because I found a piece of trash out in the, out in the woods. It was the rottenest looking, I don't know. It looked like a chain. And I hung it off of a tree limb and called in my doorbell. my brothers came around, and like, can't come in my house. Can't come in my house till you ring my doorbell. It was it was shaking the rusty piece of chain.
0: So, that was my dream. Yeah, It was your dream? My goodness, my goodness. the The problem is, is that stinking thinking that we had. Yeah stayed with us. And I know there's still a portion that loves to come back and try to re-enter my mind again. Mm -hmm. But I remember in my thirties, it was brought back up to me of getting more education or whatever it was. And my thought was, I'm not really teachable. I I was, all those old voices came back and Mm -hmm. thank God I had somebody like John in my life going, you can do this. You're smart. You can. And that was so powerful to have somebody who believed in me that believing in me gave me the courage more to reach out. Not everything was perfect. I didn't succeed every time, but it gave me that courage to reach out and go, I can do that.
1: Yeah.
0: I think I can make it. If I jump for that, I'm gonna come pretty darn close or land on the mark. Mm. So you say that it makes me think of
1: actually it was my freshman sophomore year, sophomore year, I think, in high school. And I had started going to a thing called campus life mm-hmm. in high school. This club, it's a teen club.
0: And I'm sure many um, remember it. Huh? I'm sure many people remember it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I just went because my girlfriend invited me to go and I don't know, after so much time, the leader said, hey, I want you to come to this breakfast. And I was like, you talking to me? You know? <laughs> yeah, I was invited to go to this breakfast thing. I was like, okay. And he said, dress nice. And so we went and, that, and I didn't comprehend why I was being invited at first or maybe I was just naive or I just didn't hear it all. I was just taken back that I was invited to breakfast, you know, with my leader and other teens that were selected to find out they only selected teens that they thought had leadership qualities. And I'm like, I have leadership qualities? I I didn't even know that about myself. And it took somebody else speaking that into my life to, that was my first glimmer of hope. I'll be honest, a trajectory of maybe I got something.
0: I'm not seeing it, but everybody else is seeing it.
1: Yeah, So his speaking into my life. And then from there, then that transition to college, you know, I was just going to go to similar to you, I was going to go somewhere for dance because I thought, well, that's the only ticket I know. And I wasn't even that good at it. I was nothing compared to you. But then my youth leader at the church approached me and said, you know, the Christian church right down the street, you could get a scout. I wasn't even thinking scholarships. I didn't even think that was a possibility. You know, so it took other people speaking those things to me that then helped me start the dreaming process of, oh, I could earn something and not have to pay for all of my schooling. You know, it was just interesting to have people speak into my life that way to where I finally have been able to learn to own it. Now, don't shut me up. You know, I love to throw ideas <laughs> out at you for, I, you know. Have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? But that wasn't me before. Never. I had to grow into the dreamer. I had to grow into seeing what God had for my future. I always saw that verse as a negative verse. I never saw the positive.
0: Yeah, I just didn't count myself in on it. Same here. The, the, I, I didn't have the qualifiers. For some reason, yeah. I felt like I had yeah. to qualify yeah. for it. Which I felt is absolutely that way with- wrong.
1: I felt that way with a lot of scripture. I was like, this is great. I believe it all, but I don't think that one was written for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was the exclusion is what I saw a lot of times. Oh, well, he could walk on water, but surely I'm not. Well, that person could be healed, but surely I'm not going to be. You know, that person can speak and give him but not me. You know.
0: I mean, we look back now and we see all the experiences we have had that has prepared us actually for today being here on video chatting with others who (laughs) they're all at different levels they're at different areas either at the beginning of starting to walk their journey halfway through who knows where and we're able to just share our hearts who would have known that this was even available we didn't for sure and we're excited for the future of what God has. And we just don't know what it is. But we certainly know it's not to harm us. Amen. That we are assured of. We're assured that he does have a plan for us. All of those things that were in that verse, we could bank on now. Because Amen. our faith has grown so much in him. Amen. And he gave me, now that you say this,
1: stink. I remember him giving me a picture of something like this. I didn't know this was the platform it was going to be, you know, when I had first begun with Mary Kay, you know, I used to be a consultant and then became a director. And I first started with that. Someone else had to speak into my life in that and even teach me what goals were and such. And I remember one of the very first seminars going to, and they said, just draw out your dream, you know, draw a picture of it and write it down. And I was like, I never dreamed. I don't know what that looks like, you know, but I saw the women around me who were successful. And I saw other people just going at it with their pens and the markers and all that. And I'm like, it'd be nice if I could just dream, Lord. It would really be nice if I could just be one of those people that could dream. And I remember putting down a goal and I met it, but realizing. In that, God gave me a dream. And it was to be able to speak his message to other people. And look what we're doing. There you go. This is a platform where we're able to speak to the masses. And that was a dream I had in my 30s, my young
0: 30s. And you had a doorbell. And I had a doorbell, yeah. A real one. Yes, a working one. Yeah. And you grew some stuff last year for your garden, you know, and pots and everything look at you. Hmm. (laughs) And it was 10 years after John and I were married, I think it was like, we moved, I think it was around 10 years into it. We lived in a place, and the house was white and I had yellow, sunshiny curtains. And I didn't remember it at all. None of it rang true and we had chickens, and we had a cow, and I had a garden right outside when you walked outside in the backyard, all fenced in, and I didn't remember it until we were leaving that property, Mm. and God showed me what he had done for me, and I knew at that moment it was something I dreamt of as a kid Mm -hmm. that I desired, and I didn't even know when I got it, as an adult but what he showed me was you didn't need it. it it was something you desired i gave it to you to bless you and you enjoyed it fully but you don't need it anymore i mm-hmm. got bigger and better dreams and a huge future for you and that's where he took us on the road and it, it's been exactly that
1: mm. it's an adventure not a rodeo or a circus but an adventure <laughs>
0: And I met you along the way. Ta-da. That part's the rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. There you go. All right. Well, thank you for talking to me about that today. Everybody does qualify for that verse. Everybody. Yes. Yep. That
1: would be a challenge. Yeah. That I, I'd, I'd add to your comment of everyone qualifies is when you disagree with the verse, check in with God to see what he has to say about it. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we don't think of that. We think we're the end, the end all. But sometimes we need to go back and say, okay, your word said this. So what do you say? What do you say? <laughs> and he'll break it down even more for us. And praise God, he has.
0: He has. Amen. Amen. So we do all right a look in the future. Amen. See you in the future, Renee. <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Awake to Joy podcast. Views expressed in this podcast are the speaker's opinions. Thank you for listening. If you could please give us a review below, we would appreciate it greatly, as well as share this podcast with your family and friends. If you would like to get in contact with us, we'd love to hear from you. Check the show descriptions for more information. Under no circumstances shall awake to joy its employees, volunteers, guests, or officers be liable for any direct or indirect losses or damages arising out of comments made. We look forward to chatting with you again. Because he lives, it changes everything.